Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, hello, everybody. It's uh, November. Happy November. Happy fall and all that stuff. Uh, Welcome to the season three bonus episode. Uh, I was just about to take a nice little break and then start recording for season four. And I had an interview scheduled for today. And I was like, yeah, let, let's uh, let's bank a bunch of these. And then, of course, my guest had to cancel and reschedule. So um, I was sitting here and I was like, you know what would be fun is if I finally open up that Gmail account that I have <laughs> uh, and actually answer some of the guest questions. So um, I thought we would do that today uh, and that we would just, uh, you know, talk about some things. Um, I first want to say happy OND to all that celebrate. Uh, for those of you who are not in the wine and spirits industry, uh, OND or SOND uh, is the term for the fall where everybody loses their damn mind in the distribution world uh, and tries to jam as much product into the hands of retailers as possible um, because you guys all go out there and buy it. <laughs> you guys um, like booze around the holidays. We all have family that come over. Uh, sometimes it stays too long. So it's imperative that we have stores of, uh, you know, things to drink. So OND is when all of our distributor friends are uh, ghosts because all they're doing is is working and we don't see them and they're on the road a long time. So uh, cheers to all of our distributor salespeople who are out there uh, in their car listening to this right now, uh, in between uh, appointments, eating a sandwich with one hand, uh, probably watching YouTube on a second phone, um, just being wild out there in the streets. Um, so cheers to you guys. Um, and uh, it's also first week of November. It is Wine Spectator. Uh, they're releasing their top 100 this week. So um, I opened up my email a little while ago and damn was I surprised that the number 10 wine is a Marlboro New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, which is kind of wild to me that it's the number 10. Um, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong and please don't correct me if I am. I I don't need that kind of heat in my life right now. But um, I don't remember the last time a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc was in the top 10. And that's not because the New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs aren't great, but just I I feel like I know that Cloudy Bay is on the list a few times and there's been a few others, but I don't know. I, I, I feel like for some reason, it's surprising to me. I think because characteristically, a lot of New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs are very similar. Like I know that when you're blind tasting a wine like that, you pour it in the glass and almost immediately, if you're a wine professional, you know exactly what it is just by smelling it. I mean, you don't even have to put your nose in the glass. It jumps out of the glass into your face um, and it has a very 
strong character six mouths. So, um, you know, it's, it's stylistically, they have some variations between them, but I, in general, you know, it's, I don't know, they're not the most complex wines. So yeah, I was pretty surprised to see um, Grey Wacky, uh, Sauvignon Blanc as the number 10. So cheers to them. They're going to sell a shitload of wine <laughs> this week. So if you have it, um, enjoy. Um, and then number nine was Resonance. Uh, that's the Oregon Pinot Noir that's created by Maison Louis Jadot. This is their project outside Burgundy. I think it's like 40 bucks. Um, but I mean, also, this is no surprise. Oregon Pinots are, they're amazing. It's I've been shouting this to anyone who'd listened to me the last couple of years that like the, the wines I want to drink that are made domestically are from Oregon. Uh, for the most part, there's, there's exceptions. There's always exceptions, of course. Uh, but Pinot Noir, 100%. I'm loving the wines that are coming out of Oregon. So if you see a bottle of Resonance Pinot Noir, um, grab it. And uh, yeah, let me know how it is. Send me a note in um, uh, theboozehustle at gmail.com. And that brings us to... I feel like I need drum rolls. And that brings us to Q&A. So here's the funny thing. I have this very public Gmail account for the Booze Hustle. And I don't... <laughs> It's not that I've been ignoring it. It's just that I haven't really had time to address it. And some of the questions are from people I know and and love. So thank you for, you know, humoring me and uh, participating in this like project that I have here. Um, but some are completely rando. And um, <laughs> I, thought I, would, I thought I would read some of the email questions that have come in. So um, I'm going to start with this one, which came in about a year ago. Like I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't really, I have not had time. Okay. All right. So the question, um, it says, uh, I have listened to your podcast since you and Tawny recorded Drink Culture. Who has been your favorite guest and your most challenging guest to date? So for those of you who don't know what Drink Culture is, that is a podcast that I recorded with my very good friend, Tawny Newsom, who is a star in her own right. She has a very successful um, TV show. She has her a very successful um, career as an actor, musician, comedian. She is the star of uh, CBS's uh, Lower Decks, which is the animated series. She is an actor. She is a writer. Uh, and she also hosts, co-hosts a podcast um, called Yo! Is This Racist? with Andrew T. and my old producer, Kevin Bartelt. And um, during the pandemic, as most of us were sitting home, uh, you know, trying to figure out what to do with our lives, I I don't even know who came up with it. I just was like, hey, I'll do it. I want to do a podcast. <laughs> so we decided to record um, I don't even remember how many episodes it was, but it was a few episodes of a show called Drink Culture, which was a lot of fun. Um, mostly it was just Tawny and I recounting our days while and out in Chicago working in the bar and nightclub scene uh, and restaurant scene. And um, we had a lot of fun. We talked about like how to make drinks and we talked about like, you know, just I don't know. We laughed a lot. It was just kind of a silly thing. Um, but as the pandemic receded and Tawny got back to her real job and her real life, um, unfortunately, she didn't have time to record a silly podcast about booze. So um, I took the reins and I decided to, um, you know, create this podcast, uh, produce this one on my own. Um, and for the first couple seasons, 
producer Kevin Bartelt, who is incredible. He produces right now. He's definitely working on a very popular podcast called Here to Help, uh, or We're, We're Here to Help, um, and several other several others. This is literally his full-time job. So he worked with me for the first couple seasons. Um, then he handed me the reins and uh, taught me some very um, basic audio engineering skills. So now I am producing and editing the show myself, which is probably why it doesn't sound as great as it used to, but I'm hoping it does. Um, don't tell me if it doesn't. I don't, I don't, I don't need to know. <laughs> but okay, so back to the question. Sorry, I segued there. So I've listened to your pod since you and know. Who has your been your favorite guest and your most challenging guest? Okay, so I would say, man, that's really hard. I think I'm always going to have a special place in my heart for my first episode that I ever did with Charlie Nelson um, of Nelson's Greenbrier. He's the founder, uh, co-founder with his brother, Andy. Um, and Andy actually hosts a podcast too that you should check out. Um, what is it called? Still Life Podcast. Um, Andy has a very similar podcast to me, except he gets much uh, more famous distillers on on there, obviously, because they have a uh, kinship. <laughs> but but no, Charlie is great. He's, he's one of those people that you could literally talk to about anything. And he will just take the story and ride it like the wind. And um, we had a really great conversation. I learned a lot of really interesting things about him that I didn't know. Um, and I, I have, I don't know, I'm always gonna have a little special kinship in my heart for him because he was my first ever episode. Um, I would say aside from that, the episodes I've done with my friends, I mean, obviously are going to be really fun. I did an episode with Khalid Williams in the first season, who is uh, the barrel age on Instagram. He's a consultant and a educator, and he's very wise, and he's a bartending veteran, and he's just a very cool dude. The episode I did with Tawny is always fun. We do like holiday drink episodes. Love that. And then I actually took a field trip to a winery with, um, to a local winery, by the way, in New England with my friend Amanda. And we kind of, I think we intentionally wanted to go to like six wineries that day, but we went to one and it was, <laughs> it was so bad that we were like, well, let's, let's, uh, let's just wrap it up here. I think we have enough content from this one experience. Um, and I, I mean, I don't want to shit on it, but it was just kind of, I don't know. It's hard for me to go to like, you know, a New England winery where um, they're so sweet and so kind. And some of the wines are great. Um, some are using things that they're wines that they're um, making themselves from grapes that are indigenous to the Northeast. And, um, you know, but a lot of them are buying fruit and then making the wines, finishing the wines here. And there's just always something. I don't know. I don't love all of them. Now, if we're talking about New York and we're talking about the Finger Lakes, this is a completely different conversation. Even like some other New York, like some Long Island wineries, great. Um, but in general, where I live, and, and I live in the woods in Connecticut, um, around me, I would say like C- minus experiences. And it doesn't help that when I go to the tasting rooms and I... I never, I'm never like, oh, I work in the wine industry, but I, you know, I seem like I know enough probably and ask the right questions that I don't need someone to like really explain to me what a grape is. I've always had these weird experiences in tasting rooms where people just kind of say wild shit to me and, um, I don't know, not mansplain. I guess it would be mansplaining, but it hasn't always been men. <laughs> men and women-splaining um, about winemaking, which is, I think, in a tasting room, part of their job. 
completely understandable. You're getting people wandering in on bachelorette parties and fucking, you know, first dates. And they're going there like, oh, hey, let's just go to this winery. And they probably don't know anything about wine. And that, and that's fine. But I, I, I just, I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy that. I don't feel like I get that as much in tasting rooms in other places in the world. It's just here for some reason. It feels very like fucking carnival. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm being a little harsh. So my bad. If there's any Connecticut winemakers uh, listening to this podcast, which is very, very unlikely. But that's not to say that you shouldn't go and try them. They're often in very beautiful pieces of land. They've got nothing but space to plant shit. So, you know, okay, don't listen to me. Go. They're, they're great. They're all great. Um, okay, I have segued so far off topic, but the field trip episode, boozy field trip with Amanda, was a lot of fun just because you get to hear me and Amanda try very questionable wines and then review them in my car, which was which was a lot of fun. So, um, all right, on to another question. Oh, who is my most challenging guest? Ooh, um, I would say not challenging in a bad way, but there's two that I can think of right off the bat. First was um, the episode with John Malkovich. Yes, that John Malkovich, the actor. My friend, Tawny, that I was talking about before, um, who is a fantastic actor, did a Netflix show called Space Force with John Malkovich. Um, and in the, you know, the process of recording a show, you get, you know, close to people, you have a lot of time to like chat. Um, they were talking about his winery in the south of France. She happened to mention that she has a friend that works at wine. He was intrigued. Um, it turns out I don't have the type of job in wine that he would want to be intrigued by. But nevertheless, he was um, open and receptive to talking to me about his uh, wines that he makes, which are wild. And when I mean challenging for that interview is that, dude, this guy's like a famous actor, number one. So it was a little nervous. Um, number two, he's a famous actor that I absolutely love. So like, I don't know if you've ever seen Being John Malkovich, but I love that movie and I've watched it too many times. So I was already kind of going into it with this really weird floating out of my body experience where I was like, is this is this really happening? And then also just like for editing purposes, he has, as you know, a very interesting way of putting sentences together it's very methodical and he takes a lot of pauses like so there was a lot of editing <laughs> it was probably nine minutes of editing just of him and his pregnant pauses which also great at the time I had a producer so Kevin had that job but I think it was just challenging because it was intimidating does that make sense I think it makes sense and then my other one I think challenging for the same reason was when I interviewed James Molesworth who is the senior editor at Wine Spectator. And I think that's because, I don't know, I still have a bit of, what is it when you have a, a complex where you don't think it's some, um, oh my God, we, I just talked about it on my episode with Chris Respeck where, oh, imposter syndrome, where no matter what you do in your career, you if you're talking to someone that's like respected or, you know, revered in some way or well-known or you know, an expert in their field, when you talk to them, you know, I have this sometimes this shrinking feeling like I'm in third grade again, and I'm going to say something stupid. And I very much respect the Wine Spectator publication for what they do. There are 
obviously counterpoints to that opinion. But I, for those of you who don't know, I went to school for journalism. I always, you know, thought I was going to be a writer and specifically magazines. So I think it was a little bit of this weird, you know, he's going to know you're a phony energy floating around in my brain. And I had to do a lot of homework so that I could feel, I don't know, not worthy because that's stupid. I'm definitely worthy, but like not like an idiot talking to him because he's a very smart guy. You know, he's very well read. He's, you know, into jazz and music and, you know, he's just he's an all around interesting intellectual type person. And I, I didn't want to waste his time, if that makes any sense. So, all right. So I have one other question here. Um, this one is, why don't you ever say where you work? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, this question specifically about why I'm so vague about talking about my job. And the reason is very early on in the podcast, I wanted to make sure I wasn't going to get in trouble because, you know, this could be viewed as a conflict of interest to my job, you know, and there's a lot of like legalities around talking about brands specifically, we don't want to be perceived as like promoting specific things. Um, so I had reached out to the legal team um, at where I work and I explained to them what I was doing and made sure that it was on the up and up. This was a few years ago. Um, and the response from the legal team was it should be fine as long as I don't say where I work, um, don't mention our brands specifically and try to keep things very top line. So um, that is why I don't say where I work. Um, I do allude to the type of place that I work quite often. I mean, you all know that I'm a wine and spirits industry supplier and that I manage a portfolio in the Northeast um, that is fine wine and craft spirits. Um, but that's all you really need to know. I mean, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, I try to not talk specifically about people's brands anyway, just because I feel like I don't know. I find the people more interesting than I do their brands. Like, you know, when I talked to like Alejandro about Candela, like that was so cool. I, I really wanted to know about that because like I had never learned anything about Mama Juana before. So I was really interested to learn about that specifically. But in general, like I, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a student of the human condition. I really love the science behind development and how people end up where they are in their lives and everybody has such a cool journey and you know like I loved that interview I did with Souther Teague and we talked about fucking IHOP and like I would have never in a million years guessed that Souther Teague worked at IHOP and and that it was so pivotal for him in his career so I don't know I find people fascinating I find talking to them really interesting and I really just love sharing those stories with you guys and I really hope that you learn something or you get something from it when you're you know driving in your car and you're bored that you have something fun to listen to um, and I'm going to keep trying to bring you those types of episodes um, I am currently recording episodes for season four I'm really looking forward to that I've got some writers um, I've got some more winemakers I've got bartenders I've got some some just really smart and interesting people. Um, and I really can't wait to share those episodes with you. Going to take probably a couple week, I don't know, maybe a month break while I kind of get my shit together. But I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions or just want to tell me I'm pretty, uh, the email address <laughs> is theboozehustle at gmail.com. And uh, if you haven't yet, can you like like or give us a review on Apple Podcasts? Like I've got good reviews, but there's like five of them. 
And I know that more than five people listen to this podcast, but I would appreciate um, if you guys would send this podcast into the algorithm by liking it, subscribing to it, giving it a good review, and I will continue to bring you great interviews. And uh, with that, I bid you adieu. Cheers and happy holidays. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.